Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, House of Secrets number 78, cover date May 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Jack Sparling, edited by Jack Schiff, featuring Eclipso in Monster Eclipso, written by Bob Haney, art by Jack Sparling, and Prince Rahman, the Mind Master, in Lord Leopard, written by Jack Miller, art by Bernard Bailey, dramatized for you today by the My Greatest Strange Mystery Tale Adventure Players. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go, go! Eclipso is released from Bruce Gordon's body and makes his way to London, where another eclipse is scheduled to happen. Bruce and the Bennets follow, but are too late for the eclipse. Eclipso believes the second eclipse will allow him to permanently separate from Bruce, but instead, it turns him into a monster. Meanwhile, playboy Whitney Hargrave challenges Prince Rahman to a duel of occult powers. Rahman quickly exposes Hargrave as a fraud. In revenge, Hargrave orders his assistant Jumbo to help him summon the supernatural Lord Leopard. Confused? Don't worry, we'll be back in a second to explain everything. Well, on a lonely little island in a little grass shack, I saw a dead man with gashes in his back, found a leopard claw in the sand, knew it was a work of a leopard man, well, leopard man, leopard man, get away from me, well, I run, cause I'm a coward, you see. Well, I turned around and started to run I knew my aura had just begun I looked back there in the water to see I saw a leopard man coming after me Well, leopard man, leopard man Get away from me Well, I'll run Cause I'm a coward, you see What are the chances? The chances of what? That we would be talking about Eclipso So close to an actual eclipse We are close to an eclipse? Yes, July 2nd there will be an eclipse over Chile and Argentina. Okay. And South Pacific. Wow. Well, we won't see that, will we? We actually, if we can, if you're interested, what? San Francisco's Exploratorium Museum will host a live stream of the view from the National Science Foundation's Cerro Tololo Observatory in Chile. Okay. Do we have to go to San Francisco for that? No, you can watch it online. The Exploratorium's live broadcast will include telescope views from Chile starting at 12.23 p.m. Pacific time. Oh. And then coverage with commentary from the museum's experts and NASA scientists at 1 p.m. Pacific. So basically, we'll... Oh, so that's 3 p.m. for yeah. us. No, mm-hmm. 1, 2, 3, 4 p.m. for us. Yeah, good news. What? You can also catch all the Eclipse goodness through the museum's Total Solar Eclipse 2019 app for iOS and Android. I was just thinking we'll probably still be at work. Well, uh, yes. I Sometimes I do um, look at things on my phone at work if it's slow, you okay. know, yes. slow or all day sometimes. Yes. Um, I don't have that luxury. No, no. But you... Uh, I have an important new job starting next week, so you can probably just shut your office door and just watch And stare out the window. Or, or get on your computer. Toward Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eclipso, as you recall... Yes. Uh, ...appears during eclipses. He pops out of the body of young scientist Dr. Bruce Gordon... Right. ...and causes, wreaks havoc. He sure does. Essentially. Or just involves himself in petty crimes. He's also ugly. Very ugly, but not as ugly as he turns in this issue. No. 
Born of nature's most mysterious and awesome event at the solar eclipse, Eclipso has blazed a trail of evil through a score of fantastic adventures. But now, fate takes a bizarre twist. Even for the most bizarre villain of our time, as the unknown forces of the universe create the titanic, the tremendous, the terrifying monster Eclipso. He looks, the monster version, well, we'll get to that. He kind of looks like he's made of uh, Play-Doh. That that head. Yeah, it's an unfortunate. And those, the fingers are actually bigger than the toes. Whiter, whiter and larger. They're like little, they're like big fat. uh, Sausages. Sausages. What do we eat? Uh, Bratwurst. Bratwurst. Yes, yeah, so good. Uh, What are those one kind of? Red Hots. <laughs> I've never had a Red Hot sausage, have you? No. I'm just fascinated by them in the store. But Really? They're big, fat hot dogs, and they're this color red. Okay. Play-Doh red. I don't think that's healthy. Well, I mean... When there's beer brats. Everything in moderation. Beer brats on potato rolls with stone ground mustard. Oh, that's so good. We should each celebrate our weight loss triumphs in the past week. By consuming By, something bad for us. <laughs> no, I meant just publicly acknowledge to each other that we have lost weight. We have. I've lost three pounds, so I'm virtually unrecognizable. Uh, you've lost more than that since you started. Mm, well, but then I gained some back and then I lost it again. Because okay. of what, that bad weekend. Yeah, okay. Um, you? Five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I lost more than that and then gained some back. Sure, But sure. Um, five pounds in one week. Now, you can imagine for me that's just, like, mostly water. Yeah. Yeah. But I have uh, been, we've both been exercising more. I've been exercising uh, twice a day. And, and I'm counting calories. And you inspired me to count calories, didn't you, Dr. Bob? I did. Um, an unfortunate side effect is that when I got thin, I lost my superpowers. So, there's that. What superpowers? The superpower to inflate my body to giant fat size and bounce around. Oh, yes. yes. It's like it's, is it like a slow-acting superpower? Um, yeah, it does take years to activate. Okay. Um, and then, actually, I, in theory, I could bounce around, but it seems that when I get to my uh, full blown-up balloon size, actually... it's harder to move. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. You don't color your eyebrows or your beard, right? <laughs> no, what an unusual question. And no, it just looks so attractive. It's Whoa, with the, go on. The dark eyebrows and the, and the dark mustache going down to the little peppery beard. Mm-hmm. You look like sort of something that just strikes me like Keith Oberman. Okay, right? I'll take that. Yeah, um, I've been tempted to color my beard, but it don't. never looks good on it, anybody. It doesn't because you know it grows out. You see, you'll see like the little white underneath yep. the whole. Oh, mm-hmm. I hate that so much. And they can't get a good shade. It's always too dark. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like shoe polish. It does. Yes, there's a priest that I know uh, who. I wasn't quite sure. He was dyeing his hair jet black, like the most nope. unnatural jet black. And he's got to be in his late 60s or early 70s, and he still dyes his hair jet black. Nope. I, it's the most bizarre thing. That should be a mortal sin. It should. It's a vanity. It's, you know. So, getting back to the speaking of ugly things, Eclipso. Yes, Eclipso. People all over the world are talking about Eclipso. Ooh, Eclipso. Who is this figure of darkness who strikes and then vanishes with every eclipse? Mm-hmm. Uh, police all over the world. Standing on that French police, standing over a dead body. Yes. It is not the famous Eclipso. We were mistaken. Just an ordinary criminal. Criminal. Too slow on the trigger. Uh, even over in uh, nameless uh, Persian Arabian country. <laughs> Uh, That's the music in the background. Fantastic. I'm just doing a little bit Now, we do read here that Eclipso is involved in smuggling and terror activities. Really? Yeah. I've only read a couple issues of Eclipso, so I don't really know how sophisticated this man who gets out and does horrible things and then goes back into the body. Right. Well, we... The first time we saw him was in that Brave and the Bold with Batman, Mm -hmm. um, where he was... Involved in some kind of spy ring. And he used his black diamond to cast um, evil. Yes, the powers. 
Um, these diamonds have always brought me luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the last adventure of just Eclipso we saw, he was taking over some kind of amusement park, right? The lunar surface amusement park. Oh, my God. What? That's right. Yeah. I can see the pictures in my mind's mm-hmm. eye right now. But here it seems like the police are tracking him because he is uh, involved in smuggling a terror and he has some kind of group of henchmen that Mm -hmm. work with him. So maybe the henchmen are busy while he's trapped in between eclipses. Okay. Uh, And it's hard for them to to get their orders when he's trapped inside the body of somebody else. Right. Right? I don't understand. It seems like he's more powerful than that, that he could get up to more mischief than just smuggling, but... I mean, maybe that's just... Maybe he's got a goal in mind. It's How does he get messages to his henchmen through, uh, if he's stuck inside Bruce's body? What's Bruce's oh, well, last he, name? Gordon. Gordon. Bruce Gordon. Uh, apparently, that was a kind of an in-joke that Bruce Gordon was named after both Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon oh. as a little wow. jab. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, maybe oh. he just has to like write down all his messages while he's free, uh-huh. and then he has like, t- you know, postmark sends them to post office. Says postmark this one today, and then <laughs> send this other one in three days from now. And yeah, but the people like uh, Bruce Gordon and his um, little helper. What's her name? Mona. And I'm going to Mona get to that. Professor I Bennett. Mean, yeah, they're constantly on the move. As soon as Eclipto oh, gets yeah. out, you know. It's going to be hard for him to write those letters and send, address them to his henchmen and also post-date them. Well, I mean, that's why he's a criminal mastermind, because yeah. he finds a way to have it all. Um, uh, one scientist here has a theory that Eclipso is a manifestation of several astral gases energized by high voltage, perhaps accidentally. Mm-hmm. That, I don't, that doesn't make sense no, to me. no. Um, even people who are on their way to costume parties dressed as Eclipso are being arrested yeah. due to the terror of the police. What we know now about Eclipso in modern times mm-hmm. is that he's the personification of vengeance, the angel of vengeance. Oh. Sent from, yes. Uh, he was, so you know the specter. Yes. Who is now the personification of God's vengeance on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eclipso was first. Then the Spectre took over. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Spectre's a lot more powerful than Eclipso is. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, like a Eclipso was cast down situation mm-hmm. that uh, God was angry with him. Okay. Right. Something like that. Oh, I should say spoiler alert. And I should apologize to our loyal fan who accosted me yesterday because I had talked all about Wally West and not given a spoiler alert, which is my bad. I'm sorry about that. So, spoiler alert, Eclipso is the uh, spirit of vengeance. Okay. But they hadn't figured that out yet. Okay. Meanwhile, in the lab of Dr. Bruce Gordon, Professor Bennett and Mona are putting Bruce Gordon in the hot box. There he is. Um... In the hot box. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a different kind of hot box than what we say, what we mean. (laughs) Um... Um, so he kisses her. Right. So they develop this method of when the eclipse comes, they're going to put Bruce in this tiny little cabinet, which is filled with fluorescent lighting. And when Eclipso pops out, they'll flash the lights. Is it fluorescent? Well, it's something, uh, it's a scientific name. I don't remember. I'll find it. Um, and so the theory is that the bright flash of lights will force Eclipso back. Problem solved. It doesn't talk about what kind of light it is. I don't. I think it does in a minute. High photon lights. High photon, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I knew it was there somewhere. Where are you, bud? I'm on page uh, four. All right. The scheme doesn't work. Eclipso walks out unharmed out of the hot box. See, what had happened was... (laughs) (laughs) He put that black diamond up to his eye Mm -hmm. and spun around real fast... So that like the Tasmanian devil, uh huh. So that all the lights were blacked out at once. I guess he surrounded himself in a cloak of black light. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, he's free. Which I imagine is what something like what Joan Crawford did. You know, yeah, surrounding herself in a cloak of black light. 
when she would, you know, when she was around her children. I have a hard time after watching that movie last night, Berserk, uh-huh. thinking that she was really a horrible mother, like Christina said she was. Why? I don't know. She's just... There's something... I've watched a lot of Joan Crawford movies. Uh-huh. And you have to understand that at least something about the person comes out. Sure. Joan is definitely was a hard woman. She was a, she was a strong woman. Right. But I don't know that she was really cruel. Well, Christina's story does have a lot of holes in it. It does. And the siblings don't support her. Right. Correct. Yes. Um, oh, by the way... Yes. I watched the rest of that movie this oh, morning. Oh no! Yeah, why? Well, how much? How many more? How much longer was it? Like twenty minutes. So okay, there well, was a musical number though. Well, so we'll just say spoiler alert. Just spoiler alert! Wait a second. What? Stop! <laughs> you watched the rest of it, yeah, and didn't tell me. And there's a musical number. Um, the musical number might have driven you over the edge because it was the bearded lady and the little person and the strong man and some other guy. I can watch it. We can watch it again. We're talking about the film Berserk, starring Miss Joan Crawford. You said and Ber- Judy Berserk correctly, didn't you? Berserk, yeah. yes. Uh, Judy Geeson, uh-huh. Joan Crawford, Ty Harden, mm. and uh, who else? Robert Baker, famous British character actor. That might not be his name, but it's close. So, in the movie, yeah. uh, um, Joan Crawford is running... Uh, a circus. a circus. She owns a circus. That travels throughout Eng- uh, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And um, she she's an American circus owner. Yep. And there are a series of accidents and murders that happen. Yes. And it's really, it's one of, it's, is it one of her last movies? Yes, it's uh, towards the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she absolutely looks horrible. Her face is not what it was, but she's... Her body looks great. She's got those legs. She's got those legs and her torso looks great, but her face looks... It's seen better days. It certainly had. That, the hairstyle didn't flatter her it at all. Didn't it? There was nothing about her it. Her hair all pulled up in a bun. Yeah, it was terrible. Especially that one scene when she went... And then, so she has this young guy who's a, a tightrope walker yeah, who's tight coming hurting. on to her. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, he's way too young to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, can we go back to it and watch it? Oh, sure. It? Yeah. Though okay. I won't give you well, the ending. You're, well, you were right about the daughter. Yeah, I was. Okay. Um, back to Eclipso. Back to Eclipso. He's escaping. By the way, the thing that was just so awful about this movie, Berserk, yeah, was that it was you just had this little murder plot going along, interrupted by full scale circus acts, full scale circus, like the whole length of the yeah. circus. So you're you're watching like a, a, a I don't know an hour and fifteen minutes worth of circus stuff. Yeah, interspersed in between the plot. Right. Yeah. Uh, we all know how everyone feels about circuses nowadays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Speaking Dad, of- he's escaping, Mona says. So Eclipso uh, bolts out the door because he's got a date with Destiny, he says. Speaking of Betty Davis, I thought he looked like Betty Davis in this panel. L- like old Betty Davis. Yeah, old Betty yeah. Davis, yeah. Um, art by Jack Sparling. Whom we've admired in the past. Excellent artwork. I do like his work. Me too. Especially Mona cuts a fine figure. Speaking of cutting a fine figure, Eclipso's not half bad himself. Yeah, he's got that Anderson Cooper black tee. Yeah. Uh, he's got a little wasp of a waist mm-hmm. and a big old pecs and, and biceps and, and legs. I mean, he in his off time, he must spend a lot of time working out when he's trapped in inside Bruce Gordon's body. Isn't that sad when you're at the gym and you see someone with such a great body and a horrible, ugly face? I, I guess. Yes, it is. It is sad. I'm not going to lie. It okay. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what's even worse? What? Was when you see someone that takes the time to really, 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 really work out. Yeah. You know, and they just skip their legs. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. 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 Like they have, like you look at them and you're like, wow, damn, he must be really strong. Mm-hmm. And then you, you look down and you're like, oh, wow. Skipped like, like day again. Kids legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, outwitted by Eclipso again, Eclipso heads off to the docks. Because I guess if you're involved in smuggling, where else do you go? To the docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's going to lay low. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets shot at. Like shot the, at by, by, the, by police. the police. Yep. They can't find him. They can't find it. But here comes Bruce and the Bennetts. Now, what I was going to say about Mona is she is. They don't leave her behind. No. She's right in the thick of the action in all the time. In red high heels. Red high heels. 
Um, she doesn't, you know, her father is there with her. He doesn't say, Mona, maybe you should stay behind. It's mm-hmm. too dangerous for a girl. She mm-hmm. is in the thick of it. She's right there. That's why she's my favorite girlfriend that we've seen so far. Oh, okay. Good. I mean, Lois Lane is a special case because she is, you know. And she can do pretty much anything she makes up her mind to do. Right. But still, at the end of the day, she comes back to wanting to trick Superman into marrying her. That's Mona crazy. is not having that. No. She's all adventure from she's beginning clever. to end. Um. Eclipso has escaped again from the docks, but he has dropped a piece of paper a with clue. a little pattern of dots mm-hmm. on it and what appears to be a foreign telephone number. Mm-hmm. KNI 8675. Mm-hmm. Um, off they drive, still trying to find Eclipso. And then Professor Bennett notices that there's another eclipse. Happening in a few days. On the paper wall calendar. On the paper wall calendar Mm -hmm. where they've got all the eclipses circled (laughs) in red pencil. Um, Bruce surmises that Eclipso is heading to London to expose himself to the second eclipse while in his Eclipso form. Thinking that that might make him super powerful. Yeah. We were just last week talking about how... Uh, Wally West, as the Flash, said Johnny Quick's speed formula and then got super hyperspeed. Uh-huh. So I guess this is the same principle. If Eclipso's, as Eclipso is exposed to a second Eclipse, he would become super powerful and free of Bruce Gordon's body forever. Now, I'm assuming that Bruce Gordon is snapping his fingers at the bottom of page six and not pinching Professor Bennett's nipple. <laughs> well, the perspective would indicate that Professor Bennett's nipple is too far away. From his fingers to be, or that pinched. Bruce that Bruce Gordon isn't going. I'm squeezing your tiny arm, squeezing your tiny arm. Uh-huh. You know how, you know how you, yeah, like yeah. on new kids, uh-huh. not new kids in the block, kids in the hall. Kids in the, yes. You got my pen. Oh, you got my pen. I love that. Um, I love their little their 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 um, laboratory, their laboratory. Mm-hmm. Look at the big electron. Um, it's filled uh, with lights. Equipments. Wonderful giant light bulbs. Don't you just love this bold artwork? I do. Yeah, I think we mentioned that several minutes ago. Oh, oh, okay. No, I wasn't chastising you. I'm yeah. just saying. Um, and look at Mona's. Um, yes, yeah, she. <laughs> she needs a bigger stool if she's going to sit does. like that. But my goodness. Um, off they go to London. Yes. Where uh, they don't have no idea where to look for Eclipso, but they do have their clue. They call that telephone. Number and, and it's, it's a jewelry store. A jewelry store. Big Ben Jewelers. Here comes the dog. Oh, hi, hey. Bumper. What are you doing? What Give me you your collar. Come on. He's running. He must have done something well, bad. Well, I, I gave him uh, both of them Kong treats inside Kongs, and oh, that kept them busy for a while. Okay. I think he get found it. Get it all out. Big Ben Jewelers. Uh, wait. Big, Big ben, ben, Jewelers. ben Jewelers. Hello. I say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, they prank call Big Ben Jewelers and then hang up and uh, go to find it. Right. Bruce is going to go... Hello, is your big clock running? Why, uh, yes it is. You better go catch it. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> better let him out. Uh, Bruce heads in to pretend like he's buying jewelry. Well, Bruce, while you're in there, you might as well pick up something for Mona. Right. She's a good sport. Mona and Professor Bennett head around the back to uh, catch any criminals that might run out the back door. So Bruce goes into the shop. Yes, to buy diamond uh, cufflinks. As Bruce enters the shop, diamond cufflinks, sir, of course. Or almost diamonds. <laughs> um, while the clerk is fetching his diamond cufflinks, Bruce slips into the back room where he finds Eclipso and his gang holding Mona and Professor Bennett. So does the shopkeep not know that Eclipso is back there, or is he one of the gang members? Yeah, I'm not certain. When I read this yesterday, I was going, wait a second, wait a minute, Jim, this isn't right. Because we don't see the shopkeep again. Right. Shopkeeper. Yeah, that's not very clear. Why? Right? He why goes into the so store, so they go around back. They yeah. go around the back, so back up a couple pages. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Mona and I will approach the shop's rear and be ready with the light grenade, Bruce. Good uh. luck, right? So they got the light grenade, right? So then Bruce goes to the front. And he says, I'd like to buy some diamond cufflinks. And he says, diamond cufflinks, sir, of course. And then he slips to the back where he encounters Eclipso already there. Why were they in the store? I mean, unless they... 
I mean, the in-story explanation could be that that's where the path of totality happens, right at the spot of that jewelry store. But... Okay, this does not make sense. Let's just hold on for okay. a second. Okay. Remember, when Eclipso was cap was 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 first encountered mm-hmm. and down at the wharf and the police shot at him, he dropped a piece of paper with uh, a diagram, which we'll we'll get to in just a minute. Yeah. And then this uh, signal, this code. We knew that the next thing would lead them to England, where the next eclipse is going to be. They call the jewelry store. They meet up in the jewelry store. Why? Why the jewelry store? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's where the path of totality of the eclipse is strongest, so that he can at get the jewelry store. At, I mean, yeah. Why okay, not? so it's a good thing that he's inside. Well, he was inside for the first eclipse too. He was inside the the hot box, and he still transformed. So maybe that doesn't. He doesn't have to be in view of the eclipse. He just has to be under the influence of the shadow of the. I eclipse. think it's a red herring. What do you mean? I think it, it just—it was just the, the, the writers just threw it in there, thinking that maybe this would be something else. Like there was a reason for him to be in the jewelry store, and it has no—it doesn't further the plot. It doesn't have any contribution to the story whatsoever. Sure, uh, does yeah. it not bother you? No, the artwork is so good. Eclipse yeah. is an interesting character. These other characters, like the professor and Mona and Bruce, they're interesting. That this little oversight just really bugged me. Okay, well, it's Bob Haney, so that's why we call him Zany Haney because lots of things don't make sense. Never oh. will. Sorry. Um, did I just like hold up our discussion first? No, reason? all topics are on the table. Um, I mean, you are correct in that it does. There's no explanation, and it doesn't make sense. Right, because he turns into a monster. And he, and he didn't, oh yeah! By the way, his plan doesn't work. He turns into a giant monster because he's already Eclipso, right? And then becomes you know, he's like double Eclipso, right? Right. He's, he changes or metamorphosizes, metamorphosat, metamorphosing, metamorphosing, metamorphosing. Yeah, he's metamorphosing, metamorphosing. Yeah, into some strange monster. Blimey! And he becomes a monster. The second Eclipse is made. He, uh, he, instead of making his Eclipso form permanent, it's changed him fantastically. Yes. Yeah. But what tremendous power I feel now in this new state. Power to better carry out my plans. Again, the plans are never stated. Nope. Um, Other than smuggling and terror activities. So, oh, here, wait. This is what we missed. Where, where, where? Uh, Top of page nine. The police are coming. Yes. We've a tip. Eclipso's gang uses this shop as a crime front. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I realize. missed it too until just this minute. Oh my gosh! I was so astonished with the monster transformation. Well, I was. I was really fixated on the fact that Eclipso uses this black diamond to project his powers, and I, so I thought originally when we were going to the, to the jewelry store, I thought, okay, he's going to steal a piece of famous jewelry that will have something to do with his powers, and then it didn't happen when I read it, and I thought, why? I, and I, I guess in my anger. I overlooked this very important sentence. Well, I also overlooked because on the same page we have the police firing guns at Eclipso and his gang. Uh-huh. And I thought the British police don't carry guns. I wonder if they did in the 60s. I don't know. I mean, they do. They have, like, SWAT teams who carry guns, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. these Special bodies on the street yeah. would have those sticks that they mm-hmm. hit Eclipso with. <laughs> Oi, governor. Um... So the police are after them. Eclipso and his gang escape. Uh, now they have to figure out where Eclipso is going. <laughs> That's the panel down at the bottom of, of page nine with Mona looking in one direction, the professor in another, and Bruce looking at Mona. Uh-huh. Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> it's like their album cover. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Eclipso, as a monster, is breaking into a bookstore where he has stolen only a single book, Prehistoric Monuments of Britain, which they felt compelled to announce on the radio so that the Bennets and Bruce could uh, travel to... Stonehenge. Stonehenge, which, of course, is the most famous. We've been to Stonehenge, haven't we? No. What? In our games. Oh, in our game. In our game, yes. yes. We had a big battle there. Didn't we? Um... 
now, in our in our role playing game with our friends. Right. Yes. So they head off in a helicopter to Stonehenge. First of all, is that where I became a giant? Yes, you became giant and then terrorized London. Yes. Good work. Thank you. Um, first of all, nobody involved in creating this story had ever seen a picture of Stonehenge, apparently, because they talk about the desolate Salisbury Plain, which is drawn as a desert. It's, uh, it's, it's got green. Grass. Yeah. It's, got, it's verdant. It's, yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm, it's in Salisbury, right? Yeah. So... It's, not, it's like 40 miles away from London. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not like that. No, it's not like that. Also, you can't park your truck right up next to Stonehenge, I don't think. Uh, nonetheless, there's a truck parked there, and Eclipso and his gang are out. Eclipso, as a monster, mm-hmm. is setting up the fallen stones of Stonehenge up into their original positions. Mm-hmm. Um. They fire a solar grenade trying to force him back into his Glypso form. It doesn't work. And they start shooting at the helicopter. The helicopter crashes. Oh, I wondered if this is a uh, helicopter term. When they say that the copter, the rotor is broken, we've got to pancake. Is that a true thing? Or I, is it just because they're going to crash? They I have think no they're idea. Be smashed. Anyway, they all live. They do. Uh, one time when I was uh, living in Columbus, Ohio, and I would listen to the Morning Zoo radio station. Yeah. On, uh, I forget the station name. Anyway, the traffic reporter one time was up in the copter, and the copter rotor stopped moving. Uh-uh. And the pilot had to do some kind of maneuver, like, oh, what was it called? Auto rotation or something. Somehow they had to, like do something so that they didn't crash land, but they still had a hard landing, but it they didn't die. I don't remember what it was called. If you're a helicopter pilot, please drop think us a line. Like he, didn't, he didn't have pedals or something like that. Like, like, Fred, like our Fred Flintstone uh-huh. copter? Yeah. 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 I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that would have to be, he would have to use incredible force to spin right. blades like that. So no, I doubt. I don't know. I don't know. Helicopters do crash. Sure, all the time. Uh, I just never heard this term pancake in relation to a helicopter. No, I, I, mean, I thought flat as a pancake. Anyway, they all live. It doesn't matter. So what's he doing? Resetting the clock because of daylight savings time? No, he's setting up stones so that they create a particular shadow pattern, which the shadow will fall right on a particular spot of that's sacred to the ancients who raised Stonehenge, as a monument to the sun god. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's exactly why they did that. But now beneath the stone where the shadow is falling upon is the treasure of Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Which he's about to dig up with his mighty monster Eclipso strength. So he digs it up. He digs it up and a burst of light comes out and he turns back into regular Eclipso. Right. And then they throw a solar grenade at him, and he's back in the body of Bruce Gordon. And what was inside that hole that made him do that? Well, Mona's about to find out because she doesn't understand either. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's only one answer, Dr. Bruce Gordon says. That treasure Mm -hmm. was a meteorite containing an ore from which emanates wavelengths destructive to any abnormal or mutant biological form. Right. It must have saved the ancient people from an attack by mutant beasts. That's a lot of theorizing, Dr. Bruce Gordon. That's not a scientific... Well, I don't know. I mean, he he could say, well, he exposed... I mean, you could say... He lifted up a rock and sure. was exposed to something, and it changed him from a monster back into his Eclipso form. Then we used the solar uh, solar grenade, and boom, he's back in my body. I mean, yeah, sure. He lifted up, but there's a radioactive meteorite underneath. Yeah. But then going on to describe must the effects. Have saved, must have saved the ancient people from attack right. by mutant beasts. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great leap there. Um, oh, also Bob Haney. Theoretical leap, yes. I have uh, a bone to pick because I have to find it. Where he's talking about the treasure has been married has been buried for millenniums. <laughs> uh, it's that's not the plural of millennium. Yes, but we know that. Stick around. Mm-hmm. 
until the next eclipse, because sure as the sun rises and sets, old Double Face will be back <laughs> in the next issue of House of Secrets. Oh, yes, we should say this is House of Secrets number 78. Old Double Face. Guess what happens in the next issue of House of Secrets? What? A team-up of Eclipso and Prince Rahman. What? Yep. Oh, cool. Uh, speaking of Prince Rahman, mm-hmm. how would you like to hear a dramatized reading of his adventure in this very issue? I would love. Well, then to hear. stay tuned for the My Greatest Strange Mystery Tale Adventure Players coming up next. By the bedeviled behemoth of Bellada, we warn you, beg you, implore you, unless you're half mystic and all courage, don't listen to this one where a playboy dabbler in the unknown unleashes a threat so awesome only one man, Prince Rahman, mind master, is left standing between the world and the overwhelming attack of the incredible being who is called Lord Leopard. On the huge, weird, suburban estate of Whitney Hargrave, a specially invited crowd listens intently to the young playboy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have issued a challenge to the highly overrated Prince Rawman, the so-called Mind Master, to meet me in a contest of occult powers. I have roamed the world collecting and developing my powers, and now stand ready to demonstrate them to the world. Oh, he's so handsome and rich. Do you really think he can match powers with the famous Rawman? Of course, Rawman has failed to appear to accept my challenge, and what... The lectern? Rawman! Good evening. I apologize for my lateness. However, I think I should have a lectern also, and equal time to reply to Mr. Hargrave's rash boasts. Boasts, are they? Well, you're a cult highness. Watch this. Jumbo, the spear. Great Scott, he's hurling that lance right at us. Never fear, there, I've turned it into dozens of tiny, harmless missiles. Ooh, wonderful. Amazing. Which fall quickly to earth because of their feather weight. Well, Ramen? You put on a good show, Hargrave, but that is all it is, a show. Using my mind master powers, I simply reassemble those darts into the original weapon and return it to my grasp. So... Upon close inspection, we see it is just a cleverly contrived gadget, activated to disassemble in the air by a concealed spring. It was a feint. A cheap trick. A charming display, Raman, but I was just testing you. Now I exert one of my real powers. Levitation, jumbo, rise, rise, and float in the air. Very good, Hargrave. That is a real power, though limited to a few feet in height and a few seconds duration. But watch! We're all rising! Oh, You have nothing to fear. I can hold you up indefinitely. Or return you all to Earth gently. Unlike Hargrave's poor assistant, Jumbo... Blast you, Ramen! You've won! You've had your triumph. Now please, leave my estate, all of you! Now, as the audience recovers its composure... Good night, Margrave, you bungler! Faker! (laughs) I regret having to do this, Hargrave, but I could not let your challenge pass unanswered. For your own good. Take my advice and try another hobby. Mastery of the unknown is beyond most mortals. Shortly, as the famed mind master from the world of Ra drives home to the mansion of Mystery Hill... Ra, man, do you think Hargrave will do anything in revenge for this defeat? Though I can't imagine anyone so handsome really being evil. Why, Elsa, you'll make me jealous. No, he's a harmless, just a playboy dabbler in the occult. Too bad Rawman isn't a mind reader, too, because at this moment... Blast Rawman! By morning, the world will be laughing at Whitney Hargrave. I could stand that, but not the thought of the lovely Elsa despises me. Anger is an unwise emotion, Hargrave. Don't lecture me, Jumbo. You owe me your life, and now I demand payment of the debt. The secret of Lord Leopard. I want it. 
I must have it. No, Hargreave, do not be a fool. When I leaped into the path of that attacking bull gorilla in the mountains of the moon to save you, was I a fool then? Give me the secret. You owe it to me. You give me no choice, though disaster could follow. Can we possibly reveal the amazing secret rite that the Watuzi nobleman now performs? No, for it is beyond the understanding of those not born to the mysteries. Don't worry, Jumbo. I'm not as foolish as you think. Soon Lord Leopard shall appear, and I, Whitney Hargrave, have the secret that will enable me to command him. Then, as a spinning, humming vortex appears, a thing not of this world, yet in it. Lord Leopard, come forth and meet your master. In the heart of the spinning thing, pitiless yellow eyes form, eyes that glow and hypnotize. You call me mortal to serve you? Rather, it is you who will serve Lord Leopard. No, no, the words, his eyes, drive them from my mind. Where stood Whitney Hargrave, playboy dabbler in the occult, now stands a helpless, mindless slave. Now Lord Leopard wishes are your wishes. Lord Leopard's enemies are your enemies. Lord Leopard wishes your enemies my enemies. I won't, Hargrave. Now there is only one thing to do. Warn Prince Rahman. He must not escape to tell the world that I once again stuck my victims. As the tall warrior chieftain sprints across the vast gloomy grounds, a terrifying form hurtles after him. Lord Leopard makes the great leap of death. I must trust in the ancient hunting stance of my people. But from the claws of the leaping leopard god. So it is with all Lord Leopard's enemies. Now you will provide me with further slaves. You will invite all your friends to this place. Your wish is my wish. Sometime later, a tall figure staggers into the mansion on Mystery Hill. Jumbo, he's hurt. Call a doctor, Elsa. Brahman, there is great danger. The words Hargrave never used. Not long after, at Hargrave's estate. Hmm. Why is Hargrave invited us here again? Another phony magic show? Hmm. Here he is now. My friends, welcome. Welcome. I have a little surprise for you. Meet my master, soon to become yours. Lord Leopard. Oh, what a frightening thing. Ah, just some joker in a costume. But those eyes, those eyes. The pitiless yellow eyes of the cat being burn, burn, burn into their brains and... Now you will obey, Lord Leopard. My wish will be your wish. My enemies, your enemies. We will obey your wish, our wish, your enemies, our enemies. Suddenly... Enough, Prince Raman, Mind Master, will release you all from your bondage. My mental powers can't seem to penetrate their minds. <laughs> you dare to challenge my powers? Then, as Rahman turns, his will and Lord Leopard's lock in titanic struggle. <clears throat> Great Isis! It takes all my mental power just to keep from being submerged by his. Uh, Ramen, I feel so odd. I, uh... Elsa's under his spell. Must try my mind master powers on that tapestry. As the huge, heavy tapestry engulfs the giant leopard man and its enveloping folds. Now. Those ancient weapons as a deadly encore. 
Next instant, the razor-sharp missiles strike home. <laughs> Great Horus, transfixed by a volley of lethal daggers, and he laughs. What manner of foe do I face? You face Lord Leopard, the puny one, and I cannot be defeated by the likes of you. Oh, he dissolved everything with a fantastic energy. Must get away, away back to Mystery Hill. <laughs> go, go tell the world about the all-powerful Lord Leopard. The strange man, who is a reincarnation of an ancient Egyptian prince, races to the mansion where once dwelt Mark Merlin, famous mystic detective, who gave his life so that Raman might be born. Don't know if this will work, but Memekata, the cat, is my only chance. <coughs> Must hold the cat charm so it reflects into her eyes and mine. And then, as it happened in the past with Mark Merlin, mystic detective, the mind of Raman is transferred into the body of Mimikata, the cat. Meow. Must hurry before Lord Leopard claims meow victims. So, while Raman lies comatose in the house on Mystery Hill... Go! Go and bring me more slaves! Soon this city, then the whole world will bow to Lord Leopard's will. So little time, meowst find Hargrave. But where is he? But the instincts of the terrifying leopard god are as acute as a jungle beast he is named for. That cat, it is no ordinary creature. I sense a mortal's mind within. Meow! Great Isis, Lord Leopard, he's after me. Prince Raman, it is he who inhabits that cat. Then die, mind master. Of course, I still have my mental powers even inside Mimikata, the cat's body. Now I have you, little beast. And they're working. That winged lion statue, it must weigh a ton. But as the massive statuary is sent hurtling at his foe by Raw Man's mental power, <laughs> by the six-sided sun, he uttered a leopard scream of such intensity, it shattered the statue to bits. Instantly, Mimikata, the cat, streaks through an open window. But my powers cannot overcome him. If only I could find Hargrave. That tower, my only refuge. I cannot outrun Lord Leopard. Onto the narrow, twisting stairway bounds the tiny cat, containing the mind of Raman. <laughs> the door is too narrow for Lord Leopard to enter. And as Mimikata reaches the tower top... Look, look, it's Hargrave. A cat? What is it doing here? Perhaps a messenger from my lord and master, Lord Leopard. But now the feline eyes of Memekata, the cat, fix on the mesmerized playboy. I hope this works. It's my only chance to break Lord Leopard's hypnotic hold over him. The cat, why does it stare at me so? My mind... <laughs> Lord Leopard, he's attacking! Hargrave, you must stop him! The words, Hargrave, the words! What is happening? The Leopard God leaping up here? And as the ferocious cat being falls like a thing of doom upon the tower top... The words! Now I remember them! Simba, Yena, Simba, Yena... Simba, Yena, Simba. As the foreign words ring out from the tower height, an amazing thing happens. Lord Leopard hears you, master. 
Mmm, anjobies. Good. I have no need of you. Vanish and be gone. Once again, the strange humming spinning vortex appears and... That cat. Somehow it broke the spell over me. Lord Leopard returns to the limbo from which he came. Time for me to return to my own body. Later, after Raman's mind again resides in his own form... So it was you in the cat body, Raman? <laughs> Amazing! Yes, I recalled Jumbo muttering that you knew the words that could control Lord Leopard. But you were under his hypnotic spell, Hargrave. Only a will as powerful as Lord Leopard's, my own, acting through the very special eyes of a cat, Memecatas, could break that spell. Then you pronounced the words, the words you had no time to utter when Lord Leopard first appeared. And with Lord Leopard gone, the spell over the lovely Elsa and the others was broken too. Raman, what a disaster I almost caused. Can you forgive me? Oh, of course, Hargrave. You are not a vicious man. I counted on your banishing Lord Leopard once you controlled him. I hope you've learned a good lesson. Mm-hmm. But has Whitney Hargrave learned his lesson? The answer to that comes when next we open the door of another fantastic tale of Prince Raman, Mind Master. By great Isis, miss it not! Before Lord Leopard claims meow victims. Meow <laughs> <laughs> <Your> victims. <laughs> okay.